Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. How many of you want to learn to speak God's language? That sounds important, doesn't it? Say, man, how, how can I speak to God where he's at? How can he reach me where I'm, I'm at? Scripture talks to us about that. We're going to get into it today as we begin the new series, Speak God's Language. This is our June series. Pastor Fabian's always preaching about this. I like to devote a series to this at least once or twice a year. It's so important. And I want to read a text to you today. But before we get into that, I just want to encourage you with something. And that is, remember, I'm not going to ask you for good news this morning. I know you have good news. Some of you have great news. But I want you to always think on the good. Think on what God is doing. I've had seasons in my life, even recently, where I went through a season, man, and I was, man, going through a trial, and I tend to be more negative than usual, and that's not like me. And my wife has told me, hey, no, we, we got to be positive. And I'm usually the very, very positive. But I need to tell you right now, and this, this is coming from a place of humility but authority because I've experienced it myself, and that is when you're going through something, don't start talking negative and looking at all the negative. Don't do it. Everything will get worse and worse. Or like Dad Brown says, worser and worser. You don't want to do that. You don't want to go there. It'll change the way you're thinking. It'll change your perspective. You're talking negative. But on the flip side of that, you stay positive. Smile when you don't feel like it. Praise God when you don't feel like it. It'll make things better and better. You say, but everything's not taken care of yet. God, has God ever just left you alone and messed up? No, so many of you are absolute miracles. And we'd be honest with ourselves, we're all miracles. You've walked away from wrecks. One young man told us this morning, flipped a car without his seatbelt years ago. A miracle. Had that happen to some, somebody else here as well. Man, their vehicle flipped on January 1st or, or December 31st. And the miracle is, there they are. Just fine. Healed and whole. So there's so many things you've walked through, walked away from, and here you are. Broken hearts, abuse, God has taken care of you. Has he always taken care of you? So we need to learn to speak his language, and his language is always positive. And this isn't just a positive thinking message. It's encouraging, but we're going to take it back to the word. So let's go to 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8. I've never preached on this, as I can recall, not even in the classic series that we do every February. I've never preached on this text about Elijah and the widow. These prophets dealt with widows, and it's always amazing to me because God deals with people where they are, but he uses people that feel like they may have nothing. These, back in the day, widow, it was really serious for a widow. No husband, and there was no source of income for them. It was a male-dominated society, so you say, man, how did they do it? And I'm not saying it's easy for widows now, but God helps those who can't help themselves. He does. They have no means. Some of you say, well, it's in the Bible. God helps those who help themselves. Well, I've never really seen that in the Bible, but I do know that Scripture says he always helps and he defends and he protects the widow and the orphan. So today is your day. You say, I'm not a widow or an orphan. Well, it's your day anyway because you're going to learn to speak God's language. Let's begin 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I've instructed a widow there to feed you. Number one, she was not Jewish. She was a Gentile. They were pagan people. 
But God spoke to this woman. Amazing. He says, I have instructed a widow there to feed you. This is during a drought. How many of you know that droughts, you know, lack of water create famines? So there's no water now. There's no crops for several years. Verse 10, so he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, would you please, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? <laughs> it's like her first test just arrived. As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too while you're at it. Isn't that something? The prophet shows up. She doesn't know him as far as we know. He says, would you bring me a little water? You know, I'm thirsty. There's a drought and a famine going on. And by the way, there's a drought, so bring me some water. And there's a famine, but would you bring me a bite of bread? Back then, bread wasn't like now. Bread was full of nutrients. You could live on bread and water. All right? Verse 12. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God. Somehow she knew he was a man of God. She said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I only have a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. Some of you have felt like I've come to the end of myself. That's a good place for you to be in God. You say, man, I don't know how to press on. I don't know how to carry on. I've come to the end of myself. She says, I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. <laughs> She's really being honest, isn't she? She's being honest with Elijah and with God. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. We know that in King James Version, at least, King James Version, it says, fear not or don't be afraid 365 times, one for every day of the year. Go ahead and do just what you've said. Go on with your plans, but include me. Make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a what? A meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. Somebody say, there will always be enough. Uh-huh. We're in different seasons right now. In this room, in this building, on the live stream, in our lives. Some folks are in great abundance. Some people are going through some seasons of lack. But God's promise is that you will never lack to the point that you're messed up and he doesn't take care of you. We don't understand it all every time, but he says, hmm, let's, go back up, let's go back to the previous screen. He says what? There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said. Someone say she did it. Uh-huh. Focus on that. She did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. It could have been years. We don't know. Verse 16, there was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Are you still with me? Gather all that in. Let's think about it for a moment. Let's pray briefly. Father, we thank you for today and for your word. I thank you that your people are gathered here in one accord, all on the same page in a spirit of unity, and we know that you bless and command the blessing to where there is unity. Now help us to receive your word gladly, not only gladly, but to apply it and to live it so that we would not only be hearers of the word, we'd be doers of the word. We thank you and bless your name today, Father, in Jesus' name. Somebody said, amen. So what do we see here in this story? We see a Gentile, number one. A Gentile is a non-Jew. 
They were not the covenant people of God yet. They don't have what we have now. Jesus has long since died on the cross. Now Gentiles are part of an even better covenant. There's a covenant now for Jews and Gentiles. Someone say Jews and Gentiles. But this is before Jesus died on the cross. And this was a Gentile. They were pagans in Sidon. They were pagans. They worshiped other gods, but God had spoken to this woman. And we see her speaking God's language. I'll tell you more in a moment. God blesses and turns toward those who choose to take him at his word. My first point today is very clean and clear and transparent and simple. It's not always easy for everybody, not always easy for all of us, but it's very simple, and that is believe. Someone say believe. Mm -hmm. Faith, believing and trusting in God, that is God's language. And she believed. Scripture says that God had spoken to her and prepared her for Elijah's coming. And even though God had spoken to her, what did she tell him? She said, hey, as the Lord your God lives, I know you're a man of God, but I'm in trouble. This is all we have. And we don't even have any bread in the house. I've got a little bit of flour and olive oil, you know, some wheat flour here. We're gonna, I'm going to make us a little bit of something. We're going to eat and die. This is it. God had already spoken to her, but she spoke to the prophet. And to, when speaking to the prophet, she was speaking back to God, right? Saying, this is it. I know you spoke to me, but here it is. Here it is. So here's the powerful thing of this story. She listened and she obeyed. It was a tough situation with drought and famine. How many of you recently have gone through drought or famine personally? Raise your hand. You say, man, I've been in a situation. Go ahead. It's okay. Not everybody. You say, man, I'm a giver. I give my tithes and offerings. I stay connected. It's okay and it's normal to go through seasons where you say, man, it's not like I want it to be. It's not like I wish it was. It's not like it was last year exactly. God is using a situation to test you and to bring you closer to him. I've been through my own seasons lately. And it's not exactly how I would want it to be. And in the midst of it, I know I'm blessed and taken care of and God's hand is on me and he's with me. But you just, you feel a little off, huh, when you go through those situations. And you say, but God... I know you commanded me in these areas, but God, and we'll get into that in a minute. This was a tough situation with drought and famine. Circumstances don't always seem ideal for faith. That almost sounds crazy, doesn't it? But it's true. Say, my faith is safe for times when it's great. Well, anybody can have faith when everything's paid and you're debt free and everything's looking up. You just got a new job and a, I don't know why I say this, a new haircut. I always feel like I can think after I cut my hair. <laughs> I don't, everything's going good. The sun is shining. If you like the sun or it's raining, you say, I love the rain. You, everything is right. Everything is going great. Well, it's easy to have faith and believe. You should praise God during the good. Amen? But now here's the stretch. Is speaking God's language when things aren't so easy. Husbands, you're at odds with your wife. Wives, you're at odds with your husbands or the kids, man. Or There's somebody you love. They need to go to rehab. I don't know what situation you're in. You say, man, this is impossible. God specializes in the impossible. You've got to just learn to speak his language. Circumstances don't always, in our minds, seem ideal for faith. But that's really when faith is required. 
That is the best time in the world to believe God when things feel like, look like, act like. Somebody told you that things are falling apart. You say, no, it's time to believe. Someone say, it's time to believe. That's for everybody in this house, especially those of you who raised your hand. It is time to believe for you. I raise my hand too and say, it's time to believe. It's time to continue believing. Someone say, it's time to continue believing. Someone say, come on, man, let's make this interactive. Someone say, keep the faith. Everybody in this house, raise your hands right now. Say, I will keep the faith. Even if another virus comes. Yeah, yeah, really. Say, man, is Pastor Matt messing with y'all a little bit? Because people, not you, but some people lost their faith during COVID. I can't, I can't go to church anymore. What? What do you, what do you mean? It's open. Somebody, somebody told me, I said, no, I, we didn't go to church because it closed. I was like, not ours. We didn't close. We're not closed. We are open for business when, the time is, when it's time for service. We're open for business. Don't let anything shake you from your faith. You keep speaking God's language even though you're hearing the voices of, in, the, in the wind and in the world and seeing stuff happen. Say, man, people are getting laid off. I know. We're in a world right now. If you follow the news at all, I'm not huge on the news just because, man, it makes me mad a lot of times. You sit there and just get irritated. But folks are laying off all kinds of people. I think Disney just did another round of layoffs that probably doesn't affect you or me unless you have family over there that works for Disney. They just did another round of layoffs. It was 2,500 people. That's families. I think that brings our total to 6,500 people recently. We've had Amazon do layoffs. All kinds of big companies doing layoffs. I promise you, things are not going to get better for the world. I promise you. So you've got to learn right now, people of God, to speak God's language. You are believers. It's time to believe. Shame on us if we don't take God at his word and believe. That takes me into my next point. Well, let me just say one more time before we slide into my next point. It's easy to believe when everything's okay, right? I had to say that again. All right. So second point. You know what she did? She honored God and his word. And in this case, she was honoring the prophet. Let me keep messing with you all a little bit this morning. Has God placed someone in your life over the years who has spoken the word, spoken truth to you, and when you didn't like it, you didn't listen, so you dishonored his word, dishonored his prophet? Everybody has at some point, right? Many of you, God has placed someone in your lives right now. It may be me. This is not so I'll feel better or you'll, so you'll start honoring me. I'm just telling you right now. As a pastor, I speak into people's lives on Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, Bible study, staff meetings, different times during the week. I talk to people. But can I tell you guys something right now? God has placed someone in your life that is speaking the prophetic word to you, it's time to listen like this lady, this widow did. She's not even named. She was the widow of Zarephath. We don't know if her name was Jane, Chavela, Fulana, Julia, Francesca. We don't know what her name was. But she honored God and his word that came from his prophet. God is speaking to you through a prophetic voice all the time. Whether it's a pastor, a connect group host, God's speaking to you all the time. It's time to honor it. Some of you over the years have dishonored his word. You say, I'm a believer, Pastor Matt. This is not a condemnation message. This may be a little bit of conviction. And it's amazing to me. I run into people all the time. They say, um, 
yeah, I go to church. I invited someone to church yesterday. She said, she was honest though. She said, no, we haven't gone in a while. But we were going to that other church, but she couldn't remember the pastor's name. It's always interesting to me. Or I ask people, hey, wh- hey, where do you go to church? Just put them on the spot. That's not too much to ask, is it? Where do you go to church? Oh, I go to that other church over there. It's on, what's it called? They don't know the name of the church or the pastor, but they go to church there. Does everybody know the name of this church that you've been attending a while? I'm just making sure. It's Kingsgate Church, the English service. Spanish is Centro Victoria. Just so you know, somebody asks you, and you're, it'll make your story more believable. My name is Pastor Matt. You know, you call me Pastor Matt, Matthew. Just so you know, Kingsgate Church, Pastor Matt, Pastor Jen. Over the years, see, that's a form of people dishonoring God's word. They place people in the lives of good pastors and leaders and teachers, and they didn't listen to his word, and they'll keep blaming God and blaming others and say, I still haven't and God hasn't. No, you haven't. We see all of this with this situation with a widow in a very dire emergency situation. But she hosted the prophet well, didn't she? She honored God, she honored his word, and she honored the prophet he sent, speaking his word. She hosted him well. She obeyed God and honored God's word coming from his prophet. That's not always easy to do in a tough situation. Tough situation, we all respond differently to tough situations. Some of us run, some of us hide, some of us just get neutral and get stuck, get neutralized. There are those in here I know that run toward problems, but that's more rare. Say, well, here's the problem. I'm going to confront it and just hit it. Let's just go. Let's just go pop it in the mouth. Let's just let's hit this problem right in its forehead. Let's do it. And we got to be more like that. It's amazing to me that this lady didn't really know God, but she obeyed. She chose to obey, fear and obey God. Do you know what Scripture says? It says in Job, Psalms, and Proverbs. This is a powerful phrase. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I read it in Job today. I don't know how I forgot it was in there, but I see how that's a wisdom book too. Job, Psalms, and Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What is the fear of the Lord? You honor him and his word and the people he sends across your path. Take a moment and think about the times God has sent someone across your path. Maybe you listened to them. They spoke the word and you said, man, this is on time. This is for me. Or did you ignore it? Here's the beauty of the situation. It's never too late to start honoring God and the ones he sent across your path. You can do it today. You can start right now with this word. Not because I'm great or because I'm the greatest speaker you've ever heard. No, there's a lot of great, great eloquent speakers on, on Facebook and Instagram and all over the place, all over the world. Better speakers than me, more engaging, probably more interesting, more hair on their heads. I don't know. But I will speak the truth to you day in and day out. I'll tell you the truth because I love you, and I will tell you this, as long as I'm preaching the Word, you say, yeah, it's on the screens, it's in the Word. You can find it in your hard copy Bible, too. If you don't have a hard copy, you need to get one of a Bible you understand, New Living Translation, NIV, whatever, whatever you prefer. You need to get into the Word and say, you know what? God is speaking to me at church because that's the Word that was spoken. It's in His Word. I didn't make it up. It's time to start listening to God's Word. Once again, I mean, I I know I'm I'm belaboring this point a little bit. But which of you in here, you don't have to raise your hand. People will tell on themselves, though, I love it. I'll tell people don't raise their hands. There's always one or two that raise their hand.
are you currently, even as a believer, you've accepted Jesus, are you currently in a situation where you've disobeyed God and you've put off obeying him? It's between you and God. But I really want you to think about it. Let's just let's sit on that just for a minute. If you have been placed in a situation where God has spoken to you, you know what you need to do, and you have not, it's time to obey him. It may be as simple as, yeah, I'm called to be at Kingsgate Church. Well, then get planted here. There's plenty of room, as you can tell. Got, you got probably 85, 80, 85 people in this house today. I think we can fit, um, how much in here? Is it 350? Over 300 you can fit in here comfortably without adding chairs. So there are those called to be here and stay here, and it's time to get connected and stick around. It is. You say, man, I know I should. I know I should. There's a girl I, I bump into here, here and there in town. I went to pray for their house a year ago. I don't remember when that was exactly. But, man, I, I've heard every promise in the book, and I see them and say, oh, man, I hey, that's between you and God, but why don't you do it now? I'll be, I'm going to be at church. I didn't ask you to come to church. They're convicted now. You're welcome, but you're bringing it up because you're convicted. It's time to get connected. It's time to honor God and his word. Many times we put off stuff, and how many of you know that delayed obedience is disobedience? I did not come up with that myself. I've heard that my whole life. Delayed obedience to God's word is disobedience. You know where you are. You know where you are in your relationships. God's spoken to you maybe about a relationship, maybe about your finances, your giving, about your connection at this church, about his word. You know one of the other ways we dishonor God's word? This is real simple. You ready? It is not groundbreaking. You know one of the ways we dishonor God and his word? By not reading it. You say, I have a hard time reading it. Well, then listen to it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You get disconnected from God's word. You get to the point where you, you've heard some country folks say this, where you twist off. Get into some problems, man. You don't remember what the word says exactly. I'm going to tell you right now, I read through the word every year, and I still find stuff in there, like I did in Job today, and I went, that's in this book? I don't have it all memorized yet. I don't. So you've got to, if i got to get in the Word as a pastor, don't you got to get in the Word as a, a, a believer? You say, I'm not, I'm not pastoring, I'm not teaching right now. Man, if you would obey God, you may get, it, get to the place where you're leading a connect group and you are teaching. And maybe God's called you there and you have not listened. What else? Just think about it a moment before we get into my, my next two points. Are you honoring God and His Word? Have you obeyed? His word, you need to get back into the word, period, period. And it's amazing how, how deceitful this is when you, when you go a while and not get into the word and you go, I think I'm fine. I think I'm all right. I'm doing okay. Well, you're coasting right now. You're floating a little bit, but this is because you were in the word. Or you're just being deceived. You're not okay at all and you weren't. You've got to get back into God's word. That's never a message of condemnation from me. You know how many believers I've met over the years? They say, I've never read through Scripture. I've never have. You need to start reading through the Word. You say, I don't understand it. The Holy Spirit will help you, get you an easy-to-read translation. It's time to honor God and His Word, even if you listen to the whole Bible and don't read it. Get into His Word. We have no excuse these days. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the Word is out there. Man, the Bible apps, it'll read it for you. And you can, some of these apps, I think it's New Living on my, my version. You can choose a man or a woman's voice to read you the Bible. 
See, I don't want to listen to a man all day. Well, get a woman's voice then. Go on with it. Praise God. As long as you're hearing the word. Someone say, I got to get into the word. Got to get in there and stay in it. Honor God and his word. We're very privileged to be able to have God's word carried around. Now it's time to carry it around in your heart. You get into the word and stay into it. Here's my third point today. Look at this. You know what the widow at Zarephath did? She gave even when it looked impossible. Can you imagine the prophet showed up? God sent him there. God said, I've already spoken to this widow in Zarephath. You go live there now, and she's going to take care of you. I've already instructed her. The prophet shows up, say, hey, can I have a cup of water? You know, there's not much water around here, but can I have a cup of water? And by the way, I know we're in a famine. There's not much food either. Um, go ahead and give me a little, little bite of bread. <laughs> what? She ex after explaining her situation, the prophet said, here's what God says. You will not run out. You're not going to run out of any anything. Just obey him. Now let's eat. Somebody say amen today. You just obey him. You are called to give even when it looks impossible. Some of you, maybe you're on the live stream, maybe you're on, in this house, maybe you're somebody listening to this on SoundCloud from different places in the world. That's amazing. Maybe you don't even attend this church, but you listen to the word some way through some form of media, SoundCloud, like I said, or social media. And you say, man, it looks impossible to me right now to even start by giving my tithes. Let me tell you something. You want to create an impossible situation? Then don't give your tithes. You will never, ever catch up. you got to be planted in a church and give tithes and offerings right there where they give they give out the word. They preach and teach the word. Whether you're a member of this church, you're planning on being connected and stay here, or whether you're a member of some other church in town, give tithes where you're fed the word. Why? Because God commands it. And people say, that was done away with. Really? It's amazing that in the New Testament, our high priest, according to the book of Hebrews, is Jesus. And who did you give tithes to in the Old Testament? The high priest. So you still have a high priest. That's just one of the proofs. I'm not going to get into all of it this morning. We still give tithes. We have a high priest. Jesus is the high priest now. He will come back and reign as king of kings one day, but he's priest. He's God. He's the greatest prophet who ever lived. He's God in the flesh. And he is our high priest. You're called to give even when it looks impossible. Be wise, but stretch yourself. I've seen people that have heard from God and they said, man, I'm, I'm giving my entire paycheck to this. I've got some food in the house. i got enough gas in the car. I'm fine. It's going to make things tight. But God told me to give my entire paycheck this week. I've heard of people doing that. I remember back in the day before I got married, God would tell me, empty your checking account. I was like, empty it where? At the ATM? So I have spending money all week? No, empty your checking account. Write a check for the balance in your checking account. I can't. It'll close my account. Leave a penny in there, you know. I was doing some extreme things because I needed to pay off some stuff and God was speaking to me. Man, you've got to give even when it looks impossible. This lady's situation, I don't think anybody in here has been in the situation where God says, give, even though it looks like you're about to die. Are you all with me? This widow said, we're going to make one more meal. And he goes, yeah, yeah, do that. Make enough for me, though. You're going to have enough, says the Lord. She was in a place where it was almost over. They thought they were going to die. So look at God. He took care of the widow and her son and her household, but he took care of them because they, she obeyed him and gave when it looked impossible. And then the prophet was sustained, and they ate and had plenty. Someone say plenty. Is God big enough to take care of you? 
We've got to start to magnify God in this series. That's what I want to see. We speak God's language. When we speak God's language, we see how big he really is. You speak God's language and you go, oh, wow. Um, uh, wow, he did it again. I told my wife this a few weeks ago, and something else happened, some good news within the last week even. Jen told me yesterday, she goes, man, we can never say we're not blessed. She said, we could never say that. I said, you're exactly right. God takes care of us. Every time God takes care of He's taking care of you. Here you are. Some of you thought, I don't know how we're going to make it. That was five years ago. You made it. You said, man, I'm going through something else now. Good, that will keep your faith sharp. Tests are to sharpen your faith. You don't sit around lazy with everything you have and need and go, well, let's just hoard it. Let's just stay here. Remember during COVID? I don't know why COVID came up today. People were hoarding toilet paper. Say, what if we don't have any? Then there's paper towels. Just don't flush those, you nuthead. Don't flush paper towels. That's a different story. God is always taking care of you. God is always taking care of you. Everybody in this house, raise your hand this morning. Say, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen means so be it. God is always taking care of you, honey child. And he'll keep taking care of you. You give when it looks impossible. And I'm telling you right now, if you don't give tithes, you say, man, Pastor Matt, are you, are you trying to hustle for this church? No, this church is debt-free. God blesses and takes care of this church. The whole property is debt-free. Bless God. On the south side, we didn't have millionaires giving when this stuff was paying off. God just took care of it. God did, so we couldn't look at someone and go, you paid it off. God did it through people, regular people like me and you with regular incomes. But don't ever get to the place where you say, I cannot afford to tithe. I'll never forget, there was a, some two cool DJs me and my brother used to listen to on a Christian station out of Albuquerque years ago. And they're talking, and one of the DJs was talking about tithing, and the other DJ interrupted him and goes, oh, yeah, bro, but what if people can't afford to tithe? And I thought, they should drag you out of that booth and whip your tail, giving people the wrong message. The other guy, he was right. He goes, hey, wait, what? We can't afford not to tithe. You're preaching a fake gospel. Well, you, God's word never said, well, if it fits into the budget, go ahead and give to him. He said, give. Seek first the kingdom of God, right? And then he said, Luke 6, 38, that's both in the same chapter. Give and it shall be given unto you. I'm telling you right now. Recently, my wife and I were talking. God told her, I feel led to give $100. This person needs it for a trip. I'm giving right now. And she asked how to, I said, go ahead. She said, God's going to bless us with $1,000 because we gave this. And you know what? Within days, it came. Ten times. That is truly God's hand. It showed up and paid off something we needed to pay off. I'm going to tell you right now, we gave first fruits, and this year, situations have come up. Maintenance. We, we own more, a couple of houses, and they're older homes. And guys, you ever lived in an older home or had maintenance or repairs? They happen, right? Plumbing, the ceiling fan, a leak, something. After we gave first fruits, man, and I, I preached it and praised God and just knew everything was just going to be hunky-dory. You guys familiar with that statement? Hunky-dory, I always imagine just like, oh, everything's perfect. It's great. Ha, ha, ha. 
Man, within days after that, stuff started happening. I said, oh, Lord Jesus. And I've been preaching about this, and we gave. And God said, don't worry, I got it. I'm the God who is more than enough. And he started taking care of stuff, one thing after another. It looked impossible. We kept giving. Can you imagine you have an emergency at the house and go, well, this week we can't afford to tithe. Man, that emergency may multiply into some crazy thing. You better give. Give even when it looks impossible like the widow of Zarephath. Somebody say amen. Amen. Point four. After all these things, she spoke God's language. She honored God and his word through his prophet. She gave when it looked impossible. We see that God does God does what he say. You know what I'm saying? Put an S on that, man. Don't worry, I used to run screens, and I did that about 100 times. And I am the editor. You're so beautiful, Mika. She's like, no, I'm going to bring it to where people are. God do what he say. God does what he says. Can I get an amen in here? Let's give the Lord a clap offering because God does what he say. Some of you say, I don't, I don't speak proper English. I don't speak it. Well, we just, we, we're, we're, com- we're communicating in dialect. God does what he says. This is amazing because what? Verse 15 and 16. Mikhail, would you put that up there again? Verse 15 and 16. Let's start with verse 15 there. We're in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 15. Perfect. So she did as Elijah said. Someone say she did. She did her part, right? And she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. How many? We don't know, but many. That's a lot of days. Many days means many. It could have been a few years. Could have been two years. We don't know. A year. Look, let's go on. There was always enough. Someone say there will always be enough. Yeah, if you'll obey God and give even when it seems impossible, honor his word, man, speak his language, there will always be enough. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers. How? God did it. We can't explain it. Just as the Lord had promised through Elijah, God will always do what he says. God will always do what he says. Some of you may say, but no, Pastor Matt, my situation? Oh, no, you don't understand my situation. I've had people tell me that. I've had people tell me some crazy stuff. One guy years ago told me, oh, no, you don't, you don't know. God can't forgive me. It broke my heart. You know why it broke my heart? Because he'd been in the military. I don't know if he was in Iraq or Afghanistan. And they'd done some things and seen some things. I didn't ever know the details. But he said, God can't forgive me. Oh, you know what, brother and sister? Dear brother and sister, he said he'll forgive you through the blood of Jesus. So you are forgiven once you confess and repent. You say, man, when I first came to Jesus, do I confess all my sins? No, there are too many. Confessing sins is once you're saved. You're not sinning as much. You're not practicing sin. That's the big point. But I'll tell you this. God will forgive you. God will heal you. God will bless you. God will walk with you. God will comfort you. God will give you peace. God will honor you as you honor him. God will give you favor. Scripture says he will crown you with glory and honor. Is that so you can just have glory? No, because when people see you with glory and honor on you, they say, that's from God. See, I knew them. They were in the hood, and God brought their mind out the hood and transformed them. I knew what they used to do in the world, and they're not the same person. God does what he says in every aspect, every respect. 
Let me read through my points again this morning. Number one, believe. Someone say believe. Mm -hmm. Number two, honor God and his word. Uh huh. Someone say honor God and his word. Yeah, and the ones he sends to you that are speaking his word and speaking good advice and wisdom, you honor God and his word by listening to them. If it lines up with God's word and you're, you're ignoring it and just kind of uh, you know, scoffing at it, no, you're not honoring God. God brings the word to you in all kinds of different ways. Number three, give, give even when it looks impossible. Someone say give. Uh-huh. And number four, God does what he says. Say that with me. Say God always does what he says. Say it one more time. Say, God always does what he says. Praise God. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. God always does what he says. Oh, yes, he does. Let's start with the basics. This is so important. We've all been called to be ministers, servants of the Lord of reconciliation. That means helping people to get right with God. And that's what we're going to do this morning. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice that says, Pastor Matt, I've never accepted Jesus. And if I died today, I know I'd split hell wide open. I would die and go to hell because I just know enough. Is there anyone in this house that says, I have never accepted Jesus and you want to do it today, would you raise your hand? You've never accepted the Lord. Raise your hand today and I'm going to pray with you. I need to make sure. I believe most of you are saved, if not all of you. But now is your time. Those of you on the live stream, those of you who will listen to this later, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Let's pray this prayer together for those who have not, whether it's in this house or elsewhere. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe your word. I come to you humbly, knowing that I have sinned, and I can't clean up myself. I can't wash away my sins, but you can. Say, I'm sorry. Forgive me, Lord. Say, I now confess that Jesus is my Lord. Not the devil, not the world system, not my desires. Say, Jesus is my Lord. And I believe he died and rose again for me. Come into my heart, Lord. I believe. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Stand to your feet this morning in God's presence, if you would, please. If God spoke to you somehow, some way, through this message, raise your hand this morning. I think he's going to be continuing to speak to you all week long. Leave those hands in there. Father, I thank you for your people, what they mean to you, the lives they represent, down to pets and bank accounts and family and neighbors and cars and homes. Them and everything they represent is in your hands. We trust you and thank you for them. And thank you for the lives you've given us, God. Things are far from perfect, but we know you're perfect. And we surrender control to you. And I thank you, Lord, that the word spoken today has fallen on good ground. And we will hear, obey, and live it and do it. And we thank you, Father. And we give you glory. Thank you for your people once again. Your hand of blessing and protection over them. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen.